Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our encounter service. Johnny, thank you so much for that time of extended worship. Um, just so important to us and so um, life-giving at a time such as this. I'm going to start with a little thing. Um, I set a... I set a um, uh, what, what, what do we call it? I set a quiz. No, it wasn't a quiz. I set a task. I set a challenge. That's the word I'm looking for. I set a challenge to our kids this morning uh, at this morning service. I said to them, if you notice the two things um, that are different between my video first thing this morning and between my video at the end of the service, then I would send them a prize. Well, guys, a third thing has changed now. A third thing has changed. Um, and... If you notice and you email me, I'll send you a prize. It's not for the kids now, it's for the grown-ups. So there's a third thing that's changed from my first video this morning at the beginning of the service and then the second video at the end of the service and then this one this evening. There's a third thing that has changed. The two things that have changed between the two earlier are, are still the same as they were in the second video, but a third thing has changed. So... If you can work out what it is, send me an email. It's got to be by email, and you'll get a prize. Okay, what am I going to talk about tonight? I'm going to talk about repentance. And this is something that's really quite key for us. Well, it's quite key to live the Christian life in repentance. Let me pray, and then we're going to go into some, a couple of scriptures, if I can see them on my screen. Um, I've got lots of bits of paper, so... Uh, that I may look away from the camera a few times. I'm sure you'll forgive me. Um, but Lord, Lord, come. Thank you that you've been with us. Thank you that you have ministered to us through the worship. Thank you that your presence um, transcends the internet and transcends all these things um, that the enemy's trying to stop us worshipping. The enemy's trying to bring us privatised religion. And Lord, we want corporate faith where we can be together and pray. Lord, come, Holy Spirit, open my words, open my thinking, open all of our thoughts, that we might hear your voice in Jesus' name. So, we know that verse, 2 Corinthians 5 um, and verse 17. We know that verse, I hope we do. Oh, I can't get there. We go. It says, If anyone is in Christ Jesus, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And it goes on. All this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That reality of the new creation is there. The new creation has come. It has happened. It is now. If you're born again, if you've invited Jesus into your life, if the Spirit dwells in you, you are born again. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Not the old will go and the new might come. It's, it's happened. But, but, 
despite the wonder of that new creation, despite the enormity of all of that, despite the joy of all of that, and actually we've got to get hold of it, we've got to get hold of who we are in Christ, you and I know that we still sin. Because despite our spirit being completely transformed, our flesh, that inner, inner ring of the circles, if you remember all of that from living in freedom, is still ripped and torn. It, it is not dealt with at salvation. Our spiritual sickness, our spiritual um, health is restored completely. And actually we have our full identity restored. We have complete authority over the demonic realm. We have complete authority over this planet. We have dominion, as put out in Genesis chapter 1, restored to us. Eden is restored to us. We're no longer in that fallen state. We live from above, not below. All those things that we've talked about. But we still sin. It says in 1 John this, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Well, if Jesus is in us and he is the way, the truth and the life, if we, if we say we are sinless and without sin, then we're deceived and he is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness now this doesn't fly in the face of Paul's teaching that the old is gone and the new has come this is the reality of the tension that we still sin despite being new creations because even though we can live from that new creation we can live from uh, the fullness of the spirit in us we don't we haven't yet worked out how to it's not that we need more from above it's not that we need more from God he has given us ready everything we need to live this godly and holy life but we haven't yet availed ourselves of it we haven't grabbed hold of it we haven't taken hold of it and therefore the stuff that presses in on us causes us to sin these are this is the foundation of why repentance is so important and especially at this time because the lord is calling us into a deeper place of repentance this is the foundation we have this new identity we do not need to find Christ again in repentance because we have him and he has us. You, know, you do realise we're possessed, that all Christians are possessed, not by Satan, but they cannot be possessed by Satan because we are already possessed by the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit has us and Jesus owns us. We are his own possession We and, and he, he dotes on us and he loves us. And he cherishes us. And he's given his life for us. That's how much he values us. But we still sin. Why? Because the flesh is still damaged. And we need that. We, we have been justified. Gone. Finished. Done. But we need to be sanctified. We need that work of transformation. To the, Jesus has worked our salvation into us. Our sozo. Our wholeness. Our health our fullness but we now to need now to work it out what does it mean we work out our salvation that's the sanctification process that's becoming holy like we are holy i am holy but i don't live holy and the sanctification process and repentance is the key it's the ultimate key to all of this we have why do we still sin because the flesh is still there and the world presses in on us so we have 
the stuff of our culture and our damaged relationships and our life up till now which isn't perfect and our parents weren't perfect and our churches are not perfect and the world around us really is not perfect but we have the stuff that we've experienced and friendships that have been broken lies that we've told lies that we've been told generational stuff that comes down in us and manifest through us all this stuff is our flesh and we still listen to those tapes we still listen to those lies and we still live like that so that's not right we're not in line we're not in tune with what god is saying about us and then the world presses in the world structures are demonic whether we live under communism or capitalism whether we vote right wing or left wing whether we vote down the middle even whether we whatever political system that humanity has come up with it is still not the kingdom of god whatever economic system we have is still not the kingdom of god somebody once described communism as man as humanity's inhumanity to each other so i'm going to put it in the old-fashioned way it's 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 loaded uh, uh, gender language and i'm really sorry it's man's inhumanity to man and the problem with capitalism it's just the other way around got it Uh, none of the systems work none of the economy none of the economic systems work none of the social systems work none of them do because they're not god's design they're human design trying to make the best in a fallen world without god and, and actually that's the issue so the world presses in on, on us you're worth it so indulge yourself or you're not worth it you, ha- you haven't got this figure you don't look like this you're not athletic you haven't got this intellect you haven't got that this the next thing so strive strive str- no our identity is in christ so our flesh screws us up the world presses in on us and and not just the big world things that i've talked about there but the culture of our families the culture of, uh, of even our churches the culture of our communities it pushes in and causes us you know, I, I know people in Cheshire Boys who go, I, I, I'm not Cheshire Boys, they don't fit. And then actually they do fit, you know, because their kids are at public schools and they go on these uh, fantastic holidays and they ha- and everybody has big jobs and three cars and blah, blah, blah. And the Cheshire Boys, they don't think they are because it's so subtle, but the, the world, the culture has just gone <laughs> on top of them. And, mm, and, and I try not to fit in, you know, because... I'm trying hard not to just get subsumed into the culture around us because it would be so easy just to do it. So the flesh and the world screw us up and it opens the doors. What it does, we sin then. We do not what God, we do the things that God doesn't want us to do and that opens the door. We forfeit our authority and our dominion in the spiritual realm and we open the door to the devil. And as soon as the sin comes, the devil's in. He's a legalist. As soon as he gets a whiff that he can get in, he's in and he's there. And, and the rip and the tear or the, the the sin that we've done the wrong thing the enemy goes well look i'm on i'm on i've got it and he gets his claws in and of course he's not satisfied all day i'm on i can no he tears and he rips and he wants more and do you know what as soon as he's got a claw in there he then puts another claw in there because he's found another place and he can and if he can get the two together and build a strong you know all the teaching on strong hope we've been there guys this is important so, so we sin because of the flesh we sin because of the world and we sin because of the temptation and the activity of the devil but the primary reason we sin is choice we choose to sin we choose to do the things that are wrong and as christians 
And as if you've been a Christian a long time, and if you know your Bible, then actually we choose despite knowing what is right. Hey, we're in good company. Paul didn't do what he wanted to do and did do what he didn't want to do, Romans 7. We're there, but it's still our choice. And then somebody says, we'll come in repentance then. Well, you, By the way, do you know what sin leads you to? You know what bowing into the flesh leads you to? Do you know what bowing into the world leads you to? You know what uh, giving Satan and the d demons access, the devil access and open doors and buildings? You know what it leads to? It leads to death. Now, if we're in Christ, Satan can't kill us spiritually. Eternal life is ours, but we can have the death of kingdom hope. We can have the death of kingdom reality. We can have a life forfeited in terms of what we can experience now and see in the spiritual realm. Do you know what? All the other things that we think is life in all the fullness, all the thrill experiences, all the intellectual um, activity and achievement, all the business success and all the rest of it, none of it matters diddly squat against the spiritual reality. That's harsh and strong, I know, but it's true. If we get the, put the spiritual reality first, then do you know what? Our business will transform and change. If we put the spiritual stuff, then the intellectual and the academic stuff will change. If we put the spiritual first, then all those thrill and adventures and all the rest will... will do you know what? It will all pale. The biggest thrill? Leading someone to Christ. That is such a thrill. Uh, and then... Being alongside someone as they release into speaking in tongues or they release into the prophetic or sharing a prophetic word with somebody and watching them go, whoa, and they realize the reality of God, even though they're Christians, they're bigger thrills than anything else. We don't want the death. We don't want kingdom hope killed. We don't want kingdom reality killed. We don't want kingdom presence killed. We belong to Christ, so we cannot be killed. And we have that hope that is certain. But we've got to hold on to it. And how do we get from that place? How do we renew in that place we come in repentance? Romans chapter 2 verse 4. What, do we show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience? Not realising that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. When you talk about repentance to Christians, they have to go, Ugh don't like it oh it's hard it's difficult it's not nice do we have to repent i'm already born again god i'm asked that question so often surely if i'm born again i don't need to repent anymore yeah you do because we're still living out of the old rubbish and the old stuff and therefore we're not living you know, we're, we're, we're off skew we're not in line with god's plumb line a little reference to Amos there do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness he's done everything and he, he, he sacrificed his only son and Jesus has died for us his kindness to keep us there and he's patient with us and he forbears all the rubbish we do because his kindness is to take us by the hand and lead us to repentance that's what it's all about that is what it's all about Repentance is God's kindness to us. Did you hear that? Repentance is God's kindness to us. As soon as we come in repentance, remember Satan holding on? Satan loses his grip. He's a legalist. 
He's an absolute legalist. If he knows he has a right to be there, he'll be there. If he knows we've repented and turned back to God, he will let go. But do you know what? He, he's sneaky. He doesn't play by the rules. He lets go and then stays. I'm waiting. They got, got in again. So that's why we need to go, I repent and I rebuke. You send the enemy away. Oh. He is faithful, God, and just, and forgives us our sins and purifies us from all unrighteousness this metanoia this repentance is the recovery of authority the recovery of dominion it's the recovery of identity as Chris uh, taught us a while back and actually it stuck with me so much it's not so much about turning away from that which is bad but it's turning to God and if we turn to God we will turn away from what's there so how do we repent one, we see it. This is still foundation. We're still on our first point. I'm going to talk about foundation, foundation, formation and freedom. We're still in foundation. How do we repent? One, we see it. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. We never get condemned. This is not about feeling guilty. This is about seeing what is wrong. We see it. We get convicted, not condemned. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. I can't point out your sin to you. I can show you the truth. And if you feel convicted, then it's the Holy Spirit convicting you, not me. As a preacher, it's got to remember that, because otherwise you um, you try and convict people of their sin and they just feel condemned, because it's, it's the preacher doing it rather than the Holy Spirit. So you see it. Firstly, see your sin. Secondly, own it. I've got to recognise that it's my fault your psychology and lots of counselling and lots of other things goes can help us understand why a particular pattern of life is there but it's so often we go well the pattern of life is there because of my parents my pattern of life is there because of my broken relationships the pattern of life is there because of my unemployment because of this this that boom no that pattern of life the shape of life the shape of the pattern of problem is because of all those things but it's sin because I'm responsible I've chosen to come under yes I may have been under so much pressure it's virtually impossible not to but I've still chosen it so that's about repentance see it own it and then detest it actually we need to be in the Lord's presence so much that when we see our sin we go oh that's horrible not oh if I keep quiet about it nobody will say anything no that's not being convicted or owning it oh lord i don't want to do that that's just horrible you've done so much for me why see it own it detest it and turn to the lord turn to the lord away from the sin god i leave all that rubbish behind me and i turn to you i come to you thank you jesus wash me clean cleanse me from all unrighteousness purify me it's a dangerous prey to play pray prayer to pray lord purify me because he will which sometimes means knocking bits off us it means taking us through the refiner's fire and finally we embrace the father because sin has kept us from our father and we embrace him because he embraces us like the father embraced the prodigal son come my son was dead but now is alive come let's party Every time we come in repentance, God goes, Brilliant! Well done! Okay, that's our identity. 
That's the call to repentance. That's how we come in repentance. That's the foundation. Over recent weeks, we've had a number of prophetic words, and part of it is a call on us to repent, to go deeper. The Lord is calling us to deal with ingrained, and I mean ingrained, hardness. He's, there's a move of the Spirit at work in the world through the tsunami, through the um, coronavirus, through the fear, through the economic impact, uh, and through what's happening with the Black Lives Matters thing. The, the world is being shaken, and do you know what? We don't like it. We keep finding excuses. We've got to hide from the virus. No, we haven't. We've got to be careful. We've got to follow the rules. We've got to, we've got to make sure we're not spreading it because we've got to defeat it. But actually, we, we shouldn't be frightened of it. The economic impact may well be negative and we may need to look out for people and, and encourage. But as Christians, our hope is not in our financial security or our homes or this, that and the next thing. Our hope is in him. And he is Jehovah Jireh and he will provide. I'll come to the Black Lives Matters uh, shortly. But what we need to do is to... Repentance is about realigning back to God. Do you remember the, there's an image I've used before of pipes? I've actually drawn it on a, on a piece of paper. I don't know if, if, if this will work. But um, I don't know if you can see that with the pipes coming down. And God's ideal is that, that he pours out goodness and it comes through the pipes there. But what happens in church life often is, you know, God's, God's flowing. Maybe the leaders have got it right, but the people won't listen. Or here, God's flowing and the people have got it right, but the, and there's, there's a blockage, there's a stop. And actually, repentance is about taking the pipe and turning round back into alignment with God so that the blessing comes through from God, because that's his intention, to us and through into the world. The problem with the pipes, of course, is if they're in the wrong places, if they're 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 not aligned, there's a problem. But actually, the pipe the pipes might actually be calcified. The pipes might have blockages inside them. The, um, I had to do this with the kettle the other day. I, I'm pouring our big kettle out, and it's, it's taking forever just to pour a, a cup of tea. And then I realised the, the little uh, mesh thing in the spout. I got it out, which of course it won't stay in completely now, but I got it out and, and the, uh, there was stuff on it. And it was still working as a kettle and still making a decent cup of tea, but it wasn't functioning as it should be. And I, and I, had, to have, I had to scrape inside the, the mesh thing and, and the white stuff that, oh, I can't remember right at the moment what it's called, but the stuff that furs up the inside of the kettle. I'd get this out and you could see it and it was it's just blah, 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 blah. but we got it we got it and I did it and I put it and I put the thing back in and it fell out and I put the thing back in and it fell out and I put the thing back in and it stayed still working at the moment and, and do you want the next cup of tea the water way the kettle's working as it's designed to be so we need to get our pipes cleaned out. This is deeper down. This isn't just about recognising the stuff that's on the outside. It's not just about recognising even lining the pipes up together. This is about recognising what's furring up the pipes on the inside. And if we don't, the pipes get clogged, the blessing comes down, and if a blessing like a revival comes, that sort of whoosh blessing, the pipes will burst. 
and actually revival will destroy us not bless us and guys I'm longing for revival and I've longed for revival for years as many as you of you have and I don't want revival to destroy us I want it to bless us so we need to take this call to repentance very seriously and begin to see what's going on and I think we recognise that there are idols that need changing the idols that need taking away um, our securities in wrong places but I'm going to just I, I want to talk a little bit about um, the stuff uh, around the Black Lives Matter because I actually think that we need to come in repentance around all of that I've been talking to friends I've been praying into this I've been trying to find out what people think and um, here's what I think and I, and I offer it to you in humility it's not to condemn it's not to make anybody feel bad it's not to get at any of you um, but it's it's what I think the Lord is saying to us the voices we hear in the protests across our planet uh, against racism I believe in the call for justice the call for equity and equality the call is a work of the Holy Spirit it is a call that is a work of the Holy Spirit that I'm not saying every voice in the Black Lives Matters movement is of God I'm not saying every activity of the Black Lives Matters movement or every activity of the process, protesters are um, is a work of God but I'm saying the Lord is using this movement to call to his people he's calling us not to be scared because there's racism within all of us he's calling us not to be scared he's calling us not to self-protect he's calling us not to be superior I looked at a, a thread on the Archbishop of Canterbury's um, Facebook page today and um, it was quite scary um, Justin was saying isn't it good to be back to be able to come back into church and to worship and, and to share the sacrament and to read the word of God together and the number of people that are going your Bible your way of doing things oppressed my ancestors in Africa oppressed my people in India it's, it's the Bible's fault you guys the Bible doesn't give us dominion over other people the Bible gives us dominion over this in the spiritual realm and over the planet in terms of, of being good stewards to use it but and the curse of Babel was because we got too prideful and too uh, too full of ourselves and it's that curse continues to be worked out but as Christians we should be different but we're not we're not radical I talked to too many black and Asian and um, Southeast Asian friends who are Christians who are still shunned by churches the white middle class charismatic churches uh, of which we are one the Spirit is calling us not to be scared, not to self-protect, not to be superior, not to put process above people, not to put property above life. If we put process above people, we're saying our democracy is more important than people's lives. If we rail against the 
the destruction of property more than we rail against the, the destruction of life we're in trouble what the Lord is doing here is showing us where we're really scared it unveils in us a deep hardness and an inequality the call to be in Christ is to be to love and to be in unity he is refining us for revival and we need to hear these voices I've heard some people say I've heard some people in this country say and in the states and across the world some Christians are saying that the disturbance and the protest around race is a distraction it's something that the enemy is doing to keep us away from gospel ministry but do you know what the gospel I believe in the gospel I preach is where Jew and Gentile come together where white and black bleed into one I believe Bono once put it in a song where that all becomes one because of the blood of Jesus I saw somebody put a post up on Facebook a couple of days ago about the murders in Reading and saying well we don't shout white lives matter when we're looking at the murders in Reading do you know what the murders in Reading are appalling uh, and are wrong and are hateful and all the rest of it but I think it misses the point I think it misses the point defining any human being as other to us and that's what humanity does so easily whether it's men defining women as other whether it's white defining black as other when I say other it's less than because the person doing the defining also always sees themselves as superior stronger more intellectual more spiritual whatever it is as soon as we dis define anyone as other we're, we're, we're in a wrong place people may choose to self-exclude of course people may choose to define themselves as other but we shouldn't be there we should always have, have those open hands of welcome and of course we can't have open hands of welcome if we're clinging on to our own things we're clinging on to our own security our own safety somebody said to me the other day if this is a move of God and we're looking for revival what happens if the leaders of global revival are black activists rather than white middle class charismatic healing men why not why why would God not this is so important I state again I believe the protests and the uprising are a move of the spirit revival does not often ever actually look like what we're expecting this move of the spirit is uncovering in the church and in us the hardness of our heart our collusion with the spiritual forces behind racism and this is where we come in back to repentance we have colluded individually and corporately and historically and in the present with pride with superiority with an acceptance of inequality we've colluded with fear and the comfort of disunity and ultimately it's a spirit of death it's actually a manifestation of the antichrist spirit for in christ all are one 
What is the Father's heart? It is for love and unity. I ask you again, what if revival looks like the black activism, not the white charismatic healing male leader? It's a deep call, guys. I'm going to draw to a close. And you may disagree with some of the things I've said, and that is absolutely fine. But I don't think you can disagree with Scripture. Well, I hope you can't. That in Christ Jesus there is neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. There is a fundamental unity and equity, not just equality, an equity in Christ. There's some amazing blogs that Claire Pretorius has written. She's part of the Tree of Life with Pete Portal. She's married to a Cape coloured guy. And she's gone, she said, oh, you know, I'm not racist. And then she writes about checking her bag and her purse to make sure they're safe when two black people are behind her in a supermarket in a white area of Cape Town. And she suddenly goes, oh, this stuff is so ingrained in us that we don't see it. The foundation is we are amazing new creations in Christ and we're called to repentance because we continue to sin. The formation is that God is calling us deeper to show us our hardness and to get right and to get rid of the pride and the superiority and the inequality and the fear and the disunity and the death. And I'm going to lead us in a corporate prayer in a moment. But the freedom, the other side of this is our idols destroyed, ripped down, torn down. It's repentance embraced and freedom cried. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lead us through five hour-ing, dealing with the spirits behind racism. And then I'm going to lead us in a cry. I don't know if you're going to join in or not, but I hope you do. Let's pray together. Lord, we want to see the idols torn down. We don't want our security in anywhere else but Jesus. And Lord, we want to embrace this moment to repent. Lord, we recognise where we have colluded with the spiritual forces behind racism. We recognise, and we, I hold my hand up, and anybody, anybody else can, we hold our hands up and say, Lord, the racism in us needs to be ripped out. It needs to be rid we need to get rid of it from us and Lord sometimes we just cannot see it and forgive us Lord so we recognise where we have walked in pride and superiority where we've been comfortable with inequality and disunity where we've walked in fear and we've allowed the spirit of death and the antichrist to come and use us Lord we recognise it and we repent right now Father we turn back to you we say these things are not of you we don't like them we don't want them we repent and turn back we stand in our authority in Christ and we say to you spirit of pride 
spirits of superiority and fear, spirits that bring inequality and disunity, the spirit of death, the antichrist spirit, the spirits behind racism. We bind you now in Jesus' name. We rebuke you. Get off of our thinking, get off of our feeling, get off of our hearts, get off of our living, our being, our doing. Get off of us as individuals. Get out of our church here in Cheshire Boys. Get out of our community here in Cheshire Boys. Get off of this nation. Get off of this world. Get out. For Jesus is Lord. We choose to walk in submission and humility to Jesus and him alone we choose to walk as equal brothers and sisters across this planet we choose to work for equality and unity we will not walk in fear we will walk in boldness we will not embrace death we will embrace the life that Jesus has given us and we will not see the work of the Antichrist prevail we will see the work of Jesus Christ prevail and his kingdom come Guys, can you pray this last bit after me? Ready? I'm going to say it twice. Join in with the second one. We cry freedom. We cry freedom. We declare all for Jesus. We declare all for Jesus. We proclaim his kingdom come. We proclaim his kingdom come Lord as we worship now in response we thank you and we say Lord have your way among us in Jesus name